G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're going to be reviewing a carnage round, round 18, giving our bogs and flogs, giving you our chopping block targets and also our trade targets. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Luke Rogerson. How are you, mate? Good, good, mate. I um, didn't actually watch too much footy on the weekend, but I'm probably glad I didn't based on what That's I was seeing from the scores. Yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty stinky stuff, really, wasn't it? You, you were out hiking around the world, doing... Uh... Around the world. <laughs> Might as well have been. I did the Kokoda Challenge up here in Queensland. You go through the Gold Coast hinterland and um, 48 Ks we covered yeah. with the, the group from school. Uh, it took us... 14 hours, we started at 10 o'clock and finished just before midnight. Yeah, wow, around fair that. effort, so, mate. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it today. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm probably glad I wasn't watching some of those games. Yeah, I, I, reckon, been... I don't know who had a harder weekend. You, you know, hiking for 48 <laughs> hours or me sitting on the couch watching my shit team of an AFL <laughs> team. But, uh... At least everyone's team was kind of pretty rubbish this oh, week. So, Man, I look, this was one of the more frustrating rounds yeah. I've watched in AFL Fantasy for a long time. Um I guess, you know, coming when we had all the carnage last round, I was sitting here, you know, grinning like a Cheshire cat, as you sort of said. I, I was a little bit kissed, you could say. I dodged the, the Tom Green bullet, yep. dodged the Sarong bullet. Um, I had the Darcy Cameron, but he was in my trade plans anyway. Yep. You know, Sheldrick was an easy trade out, as, as it was. Um, didn't have any. Hayden Young's you were, with Jake Lord. So I missed all the carnage. You were licking I had, your lips, weren't you? I had my ordinary regular team of... 22 premiums on my field, and they just shat the bed. <laughs> they honestly just shat the bed. I had only 11 players ton up of my 22. Um, a player like Windhager, I had in my team on my bench, which a lot of teams who had the misfortune or you know, <laughs> you know, the unluckiness to, they were forced to put him on their ground. Uh, look, my, my good luck didn't actually turn into actual good luck when yeah. it came to scoring. So for me, when I thought at the start of the round I was going to have a big jump forward in the rankings, I went up a measly uh, 11 spots and actually you know, lost ground in the top 100. So very, very frustrating round for me. Um, That's right. So- I, I think it was frustrating all round for most people. So yes. we'll, um, you know, we got some good fortune, we got some bad fortune. That's the way it goes. Yes. So uh, that'll, that'll do uh, for my little little whinge at the start of the episode. <laughs> I just had to get it out of my chest. But in, in terms of, you know, we started talking about this last episode, but my, my chase for the hat, look, it's, I really thought I was going to make a jump this week, but it looks it's looking less and less likely that I'm going to get there. I, I could still get there with a bit of luck, but right now I'm 260 points away from the 100-ranked team, which is 17 further away than I was last round. So, look, never say never, but it's getting less and less likely as we go on. With only six weeks to go, so... That's right, we'll mate. We'll see how we we'll... go. But, uh, let's, let's stop talking about my team, <laughs> and uh, let's go into the segment here. And the winner... The Norm Smith Medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. Yes, uh, plenty of embarrassments this round <laughs> to go through. But let's start with Sydney versus Bulldogs. I'm going to give the best on ground to uh, 
the guy just keeps getting it done. And I yeah. think from memory, I think he might actually be the highest ranked midfielder in the game now, uh, excluding Clayton Alor, who's obviously still got his 118 average. But the, Marcus Bonson-Pelly. The Bond is uh, killing it, hey? And yeah. we, we both started with Bond, didn't we? We did, yes. So I, I feel One like of the best picks of my team. Yeah, correct. I was just going to say that. There's not been a lot of guys that have, have stayed there and stood the test of time at the Oxongs, but Bont yep. has been a pillar. Yes. So yes. Uh, well done to you, Bont. Now, I mentioned this on our live show Friday, but for me, I've got a selfish flog because Caleb Daniel, I, I traded him in as my um, you know DPP option from Darcy Cameron. I couldn't yep. quite get to Sicily, which is where I want to go, and there's a story to that as well, yeah, of course, yeah. but... Um, went to Caleb Daniel and he dropped his lowest score for the entire year. Yeah. So the the benefit of the the flexibility with the DPP is hopefully going to help me with my trades this week. But watching that on th- it was Thursday night, wasn't it was it? terrible. Yeah. That was floggery. Yeah. The role of the was there. Order. The role yeah. was there, but just he just couldn't get near it. You know, was lacking yeah. the tackles and and marks that he normally gets. So. So I know yeah. that's a pretty that's a unique flog, but I'm being selfish. I'm going to give give the flog. Look, out. There were plenty of flogs in this game as well. Shout out to Jack McRae and. Callum Mills, who I know a few people oh. out there have as well, who are also yeah. sort of just floating around that 70 mark. So, yep. lots of floggish behaviour there. Um, next game, Melbourne versus Brisbane. Best on ground. Bit of a throwback one here. Not many people would have him in their yeah. teams, but Maxi Gorn, without Brody Grundy, uh, just put on absolute clinic. I want to say that he had the highest score for the round uh, with a 162 points. Just put on an absolute masterclass. I think in that other format, uh, in the super coach format, he he did put up he went a, a two hundred, didn't he? I yeah. saw that. I saw that. So That's... I think one of the biggest scores ever uh, over in that format. That's so spicy. he's he's had a big game, and uh, now, I reckon that push, probably pushes Grundy out of the side, and he doesn't get back in. Well, this is the thing: is so let's say they persist with this, and Grundy doesn't play. If you've got Marshall and English as your ruck combo, you're not trading off either of them to go to Gorn. This could really be a sickening watch for the next few weeks if he keeps doing stuff like that and there's no big. realistic way to bring him in. He, he missed the DPP by, what was it, like 0.01% <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Look, if, if you don't have an English Marshall combo, oh, if you've got some other ruck in this there, could be go, go to Gorn this A week. gift, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it could really pay off because he did that against Brisbane who were... Dead. Normally restricted. The big O. Um, but, and he comes up against Adelaide and Richmond the next two weeks. And Richmond will just have Soldo there for yeah. the last game because that'll be the third game for yeah. Nanks. So, yeah, a couple of easy matchups yeah. uh, in terms of fantasy points coming and up. I, I'd love to be bringing him in as a forward this week. And yeah, that brings me that brings me to the flog. My flog for this one is DPP percentages because yeah. <laughs> when you see that he's got the solo ruck mantle and there's really no feasible way to bring him in. That just sucks. But the other person as well. Yes. Again, I wasn't watching this game, but um, actually, no, I wasn't watching this game, but yeah. watching the scores and Lockie Neal, 19 points in the first half. Oh, just awful. Like, and That's... there's no excuse. I don't think he was getting... I watched the second half of this game, um, but based on what I could see... No tag or anything like no. that. Just sucked. That's tough. And Lockie Neal, to be fair, he's given us a couple of really, like a few really good weeks. Yeah. So a little bit of a grace period. But Lockie Neal, don't don't give us any of that yeah, again. No Dunkley, that was, you know, like Melbourne have actually been a good matchup yeah. the last few weeks as well. So that was stinky of the highest order. So no good, yeah, no what, good, no good, Lockie. Uh, all right, Collingwood versus Frio, best on ground. Nick Dacos feels like a very standard thing to say when we're talking about a Collingwood yeah, game. It really so, yeah, does. Hey, Nick Dacos. Now the the flog for me is just the Dacos's, because it's got nothing to do with football, but I think I've said this before, 
How just irrelevant and emasculated and insignificant do you feel watching the Dacos yeah, get around? They're, they're so good. Although I am, I am a Dacos lookalike, by the way. So <laughs> that's for the rest of you guys. That's who... one of the shittest takes I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm running with it. I'm fairly certain that was your burner account. But <laughs> yeah, I just sneakily just behind the desk while, while I was online. But yeah. uh, like, serious? Where one family can't steal all the talent like that? Yeah. Speaking speaking of stealing talent, did you see what Steph Curry did today and yesterday? All in one. Yeah. Holy one, and then he went and won that comp that he was playing in. Bloody, spare some talent for the rest of us, mate. The greatest you know? shooter of all time, and then goes and just kills just it on the golf course golf too. Course. He must be the most coordinated human on the face of the planet. Like just, uh, just the coordination. Like yeah. you said, leave some talent for us plebs, eh? Yeah, fair enough. All right, uh, Gold Coast versus St Kilda. I've got two. I've got. I couldn't split these two, but best on ground, Sam Flanders. Oh, Dossie will be frothing out and <laughs> the post Stewie Jew party that he had on the field there. Uh, Biggest score, I think, for the game. Uh, Mate, don't check me there, but had a massive game, and he was the cheap forward that we all should have gone for. Uh, I can't wait to listen to the pod pod this week because I, re- I reckon Dossie might need <laughs> change of shorts after that game. Maybe, maybe there's a new song or something coming on. I don't know. But uh, and then also Marcus Windhager, like I said before, yeah. in everyone's moment of need, not mine. Um, <laughs> he came out with a 100, and uh, yeah, his. I think again, I want to say his biggest score of the season. So. Uh, yeah, stood up when everyone needed him the most, when a lot of people had him on field. So, yeah, big game for him. I put this vlog in before. We had a bit of a chat before we threw the headsets on, and you said that Noah Anderson, in terms of football, played a really, really good game. But like I said, I, I didn't get to watch this one, but watching the score, it, uh, it didn't feel good from where I was standing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I reckon he probably got the three votes in terms of the, the brown load, yeah, okay. probably the coaches' votes as well, as well. But, yeah, just didn't have the fantasy score. Missing those marks and uh, as a guy that you trade in to be a premium 110, 115 yeah. guy, uh, we can't be copping mid-80s. So, sorry, Noah, but yeah. flog one for this game. Can I show you a quick story about the Marcus Windhager thing? You may. Um, my superstition, you know my superstition, that I don't check scores until the end of every quarter. Yes, yep. It bit me in the ass in this game What'd you because do? there was an overlap between the Gold Coast St Kilda game, which I think started that weird time at two ten, mm. and the next game Carlton versus Port Adelaide, which started I think at like four twenty five or four thirty or something like that. And so by the time that game had ended, the Carlton Port Adelaide game had started. So I didn't check to see Marcus Windhager's score until after the game so and you could scored have... 100. So I could have looped it oh. instead of a bent keys by putting a bins on in my, on my field who obviously played in the next game. Right. But That's he had like a 46-point last quarter, so he actually wasn't tracking for that good of a score. So you would have had to um, do it a little prematurely. Yeah, so I would have had to be like, oh, okay, actually he's going good here. But my bloody superstition got in the way because well, I didn't check until the last It's not a superstition siren. anymore. Well, uh, so yeah. do you think that you'll persist with that after it's come back to bite well, you? Well, now I've got to really just have a look at my loops and, and maybe check the loops every now and again because, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, um, that's something that wasn't really on my radar that game. That Knowing I, you too, that I really would have... I saved 30 points there. That really would have played on your mind too. I, I, I was pissed off. Ellie <laughs> and I went for a walk and I was I was fuming. <laughs> I was fuming. I'm sure Ellie enjoyed that. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Carlton Port Adelaide game. Okay. Boss uh, best on ground. Dan Houston. Just again, uh, 150. We know he does his ceiling scores. Not many people would have him, but uh, you know everyone who did have him was uh, shouting at high praises on Twitter. I swear I saw yeah. more Dan Houston owners on Twitter than I've ever seen the whole season. But yeah. good on him. <laughs> he's like he's a guy that's frustrating, isn't he? Because yeah. with a guy like that with the pedigree, you just like just. Do something like that every week, Dan, oh, no. so we can just lock you in as a, a top six defender, but yeah. he's just so inconsistent. No, he's come out and gone huge this round, so yeah. 
Now, for me, the the Butters injury is the flog here. Butters, not Butters himself, because you're not going to give it to a guy who has an injury. But I think it, from what I could see, he was tracking for a really good score at halftime. I think he had like 60 points to halftime. He, only, he had like six in the third quarter, and then he sat the, the yeah. last quarter. So what's what's the latest that we've heard with the Butters injury? Yeah, so we'll, we'll go into that a little bit later, but it was okay. a bit of groin soreness. Oh, um, a bit of groin which, soreness. Which is we've all been there, Zach. We've all been there. <laughs> Have we? Um, but oh. yes. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's not... The best news um, reports are that he's feeling good at the moment, but yeah, it was just a bit stiff. I think after that half time, um, Gro- bit stiff after a groin injury. You reckon? Normally, you're a bit stiff before a groin injury. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, Geelong versus Essendon, best on ground, sweet. Fuck all in this game. There was nothing. Did I, you I watch try, it? I, no, I didn't watch the game, but okay. I'm just looking at the scores and it, like there was really nothing of relevance in this game. Um, I mean, Geelong and Essendon. I mean, Essendon had a few poor scorers there. I could have given it to Parish, but that's, you know, not just didn't a, get low a ton. Like, oh, was it not even a ton. Yeah, 93. Like, yeah. it's nothing really to write home about. How about we do this? How about best on ground goes to Grian Myers for being. Uh, the, that's two the, weeks in a row. For Grime. For that Grime he's turned up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got like a 120 last Mate, week. he's the best thing since uh, uh, Lionel Messi. Have, have you I, seen I this have, quote? I have seen that getting around yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, so, you know, we'll give it to him. How about that? Uh, well, <laughs> sort of linking in with that, the flog behaviour is, Tommy, for me, Tommy Stewart, I don't even know whether he knows whether he's a premium or not. There's there's no. like low hundreds, there's 70s. He'll go like three quarters with a 60 and then he'll give you a 40-point last quarter. Like, yeah. Tom Stewart, I think he's going to be... the reverse this time around. Had 11-point last quarter. Yeah, so. like, there's no problems. He's going to be there or thereabouts as far as like your top six defenders. But yeah. just week to week, you just don't know what you're really yeah, going to get, do you? It's frustrating. He's frustrating. Um, yeah, but yeah, not we'll, much to write home about we'll, for that game. We'll talk to, about him later in another segment later. Um, Adelaide versus GWS, best on ground. To me, goes to Rory Laird. He was fighting through a bit of a, a shoulder sting on the weekend as well in the last quarter but went massive in the last quarter again and I just have one question for you Rory where the fuck was this the last two weeks when I had the captaincy on you mate um, <laughs> look we know you can do it so do it when it counts but um, <laughs> fair enough though he, he came out and put out another 131 I think that's his third time having that exact score so uh, bog to Rory Led. Uh now his midfield mate here in Ben Keys is going to get the flog award here I saw his score of 70 again didn't watch the game I was wandering in the forest. Um, saw his score of 70. I thought, oh, he must have must have had the forward roll. Like, he mustn't have been anywhere near it. He had the second, second highest CBAs of the great game. Great roll. And Again, he scored a 70. This is this was the, this is my Saturday in a fucking nutshell right here, is this guy who's like lowly owned 30%, I think, in the top 100, um, and just had the role, was in and amongst it, but just couldn't get near it. <laughs> um, he was playing more of a defensive role. I don't know if it was a hard tag per se, but he's definitely... Responsible yeah. for Josh Kelly and at times Cogs. He's shown he could score in that role, but exactly. So to me, this is infuriating because he has the role that I want him to have, not like what he did a few weeks ago when he scored his one thirty. Um, so he kicked a goal in that as well. So very frustrating the fact that he yeah seventy points when uh, through other forwards um, went big. So. That's a rough one. I think I'm actually glad that I was wandering in the forest and not watching with oh, you on Saturday. Frustrating it, round of Sounds footy. like it wouldn't have been an enjoyable watch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's... Next let's game, what do we got? Best on ground, LDU, who you were considering bringing in, but... Until you told me not to, you prick. Oh, look, I'll apologise. I apologise <laughs> for everyone who I talked out of. I said he was still an option, but one I was nervous about bringing in this week, and turns out that was wrong. Um, we uh, were worried about the tag, didn't come, 138, massive score. I know, I know you don't fully agree with me here, but 
I feel like this year we have lost more points through worrying about a tag than we have through an actual tag. Like, okay, let's hear, hear me I'll, out. I'll agree with you in that statement retrospectively. What what I what I think I disagree with is that you. I don't want to throw out. Okay, there's a tag. I'm not going to worry about it because I still think that I that's, think that's a, a little piece of information that we need to take into consideration. Yeah. Look. I- I agree. If if you copped like the Josh Kelly thirty, it, like if you copped that Season scenario, it, it sucks. I get yeah. that. But you think about the amount of times like we've gone, oh, we can't go captain there, one fifty. Oh, nah, not sure we go there. Then we get the LDU. So I don't know. I think it, it's tough. But it's not. It's not just us. You know, lots of the other podcasts yeah. mention it, talk about it. So uh, just a really interesting one worth discussing. Um, it is an interesting one. Yeah, I agree. Now, Vlog. speaking of tags, um, Sicily copped the Ford tag. Oy, but yes, he did. Eddie you Ford. Like that? Yeah. that was pretty high brow, eh? Yeah, very high Eddie brow. Eddie Ford, who was also the Ford for anyone who was not sure where I was off to spell with it out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the bloke who tags Sicily you've got written here. Uh, Fill that in for you. It was Yeah, Eddie thank Ford. you for that. Did you but see... There um, was a period where I think I think you mentioned this, that Zeeble was playing a bit not him as well. Yeah, but. sometimes what they'll do is, right, with a guy like Sicily, they might... So with Ford, they said, hey, Ford, you go to Sicily. But what sometimes they'll do is they'll say... Um, rather than like tagging him per se, they'll put a player on him that they know will keep him somewhat accountable. Yeah. And it seemed like in patches there, Zebel went to him and was going high up yeah. the ground, was leading up. And what that means is that Sicily then has to make the decision, do I go up with Zebel or do I drop off and impact the contest? So I think yeah. there was a little bit of both. But did you see the um, thing on Twitter with Ford counting his stats? stats, yeah. <laughs> that was I good like stuff. That. I like that. That's good gear. But uh, yeah, not good for those who traded him in. But um, you know, there was a slight flag. Again, talking about tags and things like that earlier, you know, this is a guy that if you, if you, you know, there was a, a flag that I think they tagged Stuart the week before North yeah. did. So, yeah. um, do you want to use this time to gloat about your spicy take from Friday? As yeah, well? spicy take got up. Let's uh, let's play the sand grab. <laughs> Is this the first spicy take that genuinely got over the line? For you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, normally. Not, not one that I'm just close enough and you're give it to myself. You're very liberal normally, yeah, yeah. Just to revise, James Sisley goes sub 80 after everyone breaks their team to get him in. And yeah, I think, was it 65 on the weekend? So Yeah, you almost outscored Caleb Daniels. So. Yeah, nearly. <laughs> and LDU definitely outscored Steele. Big, uh, uh, yeah, big big Caleb Daniel, Big two points there. But <laughs> yeah, so obviously, I, I still think we'll talk about, again, trade targets later, but... Um, Richmond obviously don't tag, so yeah. uh, hopefully he can continue to be a good player for those who traded him in. West Coast versus Richmond. Um, Richmond got the dub, thank God. Um, <laughs> wasn't super convincing, no. but anyway, we got their best on ground. I've got Ivan Soldo here after I said no to bringing him in. And, well, that's and, why and I've got Dale. us, us <laughs> yeah. as the flog. We're the flogs. Probably more me, the flog. I think I was more against it than you were. Yeah, well, for those that weren't watching along on Friday, Bales uh, was hitting us up in the comments about Soldo as a genuine option, and I think both of us sort of said, oh, no, nah, no. Um, but he showed that with uh, with Nank out, he can get it done. The only caveat on that is, like, I don't think he's going to have 41 hitouts every week. Um, so, But maybe I think Bales was considering it as, like, the little one-week option and then move off him, and if he, had yeah. a, if he did go there in the end, Bales, well done. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, great score for his price. Yeah. The risk was always, though, that, you know, something happens and you can't get him out of your side yes, this week. The and week. it's going to yeah. be someone that sort of sits there. Oh, but it just, just goes to show, don't listen yeah, to us. Don't. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. I've been saying that all year. All right, let's talk about the Content Creators Cup. And Ooh, yeah. uh, I copped a loss this week. First one that I've had in a while. And, uh, of course, 
Uh, our mate Gessie has taken his lap of victory now that he's the number one guy uh, in the league. And That's a conflict of interest if he gets to donate his own money. Yeah, don't know about that. Don't know about that. Should go to the next best coach, which uh, at the moment is me. But um, Have you still got him in the overall rankings? I've got him in the overall. Oh, okay. He's, he's come, he had a massive round. I think he was 36th round rank last A good round to have round, a massive so. round too. Yeah, so he um, he's come storming in. I've still got him by, I think, about 50 or 60 ranks overall. And this Shuffling, week maybe. in the Content Creators Cup matchup, it is Guesty and I for the last week before finals. That's worked out just perfectly, isn't yeah, it? So, so winner... I was going to say winner takes all, but winner takes the top seed. Yes. So, we're doing, doing so the finals I don't know if there's up. any actual advantages to having the top seed, but we like to, you know, mm. a bit, bit of pride on the line. How did I, your matchup go? I was coming home like a fucking house on fire, and it, it looked like if I could continue my run of form, um, I was going to make the eight, but I lost there on the weekend. Who did I lose to on the weekend? Lost to Louis. I lost to Louis, so... By 10 points. Yeah, Ooh, man, I've had some close, close games, one. hey. So I've lost lost by 10 points there, and it pretty much puts me out of the race. I think even if I win this week, I'm not going to make the eight. I think I'm, I'm close to the eight on overall. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, two so draws the in there don't, yeah, don't so help you're, either. You're a f- four points behind... Yeah. Look, crazier things have happened. If everyone else in front of you loses, then you have a bas- uh, massive win and the percentage gets you over the line. It could happen technically, but extremely unlikely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunate there. A couple of unlucky matchups earlier in the earlier in the, the season. Uh, but, yeah, you had a good good year all round, mate. We should, uh, we should also mention um, that uh, the Content Creators Cup is obviously an initiative put together uh, by Guesty. With um, his company, Infinite Wealth, uh, there's a bit of money at the end, which is going to be donated to uh, charity there. And you can see on the screen there, if you would like to go to infinitewealth.com.au forward slash AFL Fantasy, you can actually access the Infinite Wealth uh, Fast Track to Freedom um, financial program, which I've um, sort of midway through now. I know you've done quite a bit yeah, of it yeah, as yeah. well. It's really good stuff. So check that out. And um, and obviously for the money free. goes yeah, yeah, for yeah. free, which is great. And the money at the end uh, goes to a, a good cause. So Absolutely. All right, let's talk a bit of news from the weekend. Ooh. Okay, so we've got, we've got a little bit of news to run through today. Starting with Sydney, they had uh, Rampy, who was offered a two-week suspension for rough conduct. Off I the think ball, they eh? are challenging. challenging that yeah. one at the moment, so yeah. don't know exactly the result of that just yet. I think yet, they'll get it down to one. That's yeah, my, that's so my feeling. I, I sort of feel the same. I reckon it's probably not worth two, but probably is still worth the one. Um, Melika the Pelican was injured as well. I'm not exactly sure what the injury was, but if he's out next round. And also, I think um, Chad Warner is uh, likely to come back for the City Swans. The troubling thing for this one is what does it, does, what does it do to a Callum Mills next week with a couple of defenders out and another midfielder coming back in? We can't- Could that spell... Bad news for Callum Mills. Mate, I don't know if it can get worse for Callum Mills. He was playing in the CBAs. He may as well go back and just get some cheap that shit. That was one I, of the weird know. games for him as well because he just went missing for large chunks of that game, which you, was really strange. If you have the luxury this week, you're moving on him. Like For, for example, I've got, to, so. I've got to get um, Himmelberg up to like a premium defender. But if, I, if I'd already done that move, um, Mills would be on the chopping block for me. Yeah, I think he is definitely someone that I was optimistic about how he could score, given his price, and I still think he's going to outscore his price fairly comfortably now. He's but going, I think, he, he didn't hit his break even on the weekend. Yeah, he's still going down. I mean, his break even is still like seventy something now. But I think 
you know, 95 to 100 is not going to cut it for the midfield at this stage if you have the luxury to get him up to someone um, better there. So, yeah, I think that is uh, something to... If if you don't have him, I definitely would be trading him in anymore um, with what we've seen and the ins to come in. So, the next one here, uh, Christian Petrarca. CBAs are still down. His CBAs will be down until Fritch comes back. When does yeah. and Fritch? I don't I think, think he's down for six weeks or something. Yeah, like that. It might be until finals. So that, that's an interesting one there. Like I, I don't think you're still looking to trade four in goals a game, Petrarca, but yeah, but exactly, you're not yeah. looking to trade him out because if yeah. he keeps going the way he is, he's not going to be a priority to trade out in most teams unless you're sitting in a real pretty position. On the flip side here. Angus Brayshaw's CBAs are up. Someone who we, um, you know, flagged at the start of the season when his CBAs yeah. were there. What did he Hasn't get? put up a huge score just yet. I think it was like a mid-80s score or something like that. Um, he's coming off the back of 105 the week before, 84, 90, 85. So, yeah. you know, last, you know, five average in that sort of low 90s mark. But it is, um, let me actually get that proper. So, yeah, 88, 89 in his last five and 93 in his last three. So, putting up... Decent numbers, but probably not enough to sort of entice you to go there at this stage if you already have uh, some decent defenders there. Now, if you're looking down the barrel of the Sean Darcy injury, yes, that could almost be... What, what do you actually have? Because, again, I'm, I'm so, less across the but, actual injury But itself. I'm talking about, like, that could be a blessing in disguise. Oh, yeah. You make, you make the go trade to Gorn, and you, actually, uh, you make, like, 11K or something like that. I just checked. But yeah. that's, like, a no-brainer for me. I would, I would have to imagine that... Melbourne are going to persist with that single Ruckman at least for like the next couple of weeks, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I would have to have, have thought so. Um, yeah, Sean Darcy is wearing a moon boot um, for himself. No crutches, but yeah, that moon boot can't be good news. So have to think that he's in doubt to play this weekend. So yeah, like you said, it's a good opportunity to go a bit different, go, what, to, go to back school. What it, would your rank depend on that? Like if you're ranked in the top 100... And that happened to you. Are you just going to go to the safe? Probably in the top 100 if you're just looking to consolidate and get yeah, a hat. Yeah, just going to match. Um, if you're outside the 100, even where I'm ranked, I'd swing be fences, okay though. swinging for the fences. If you're yeah. back further, then yeah, I'd be okay doing that because yeah. differentiating yourself can be difficult um, there as well. Um, Zach Butters was managed in his last quarter. Um He's getting scans tomorrow, I think is the reporting. Yep. Apparently he's feeling okay today, but groin soreness, groin stiffness... Again, um, that's, that's the wording. Don't look me uh, in the eye and say groin stiffness. The, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's, he's dating my sister and he just looked me in the eye and said groin <laughs> stiffness. You, Don't bring Ellie to this, man. You Come are on. a piece of work, Casey. A piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm going to make this awkward, mate. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, is this a concern for him this week? Like, I think... Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. This is something so. that we need to be definitely concerned about um, and maybe making plans to have options for him to trade to. Yeah. Um, uh, it's w- unfortunate and unfortunate timing with obviously some people still holding other injuries from last week. Yeah, it's it's one of those... I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk sort of trade targets and everything, but it's just an interesting one as well because if you're... You know, it could, if you're looking to get aggressive, it could even be a trade even if he's named. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you, you c- if you've got a stiffy in your groin, I mean stiffness in, <laughs> in your groin. <laughs> it's it's pretty g- hard to play footy. It's the gift that gets, well, I can imagine you can't really tuck it under the waistband when you're jogging around out of the park, can you? It's probably, um, yeah, no, it's not ideal, but... Um, Oh, oh, I've just lost the track. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not so even thinking childish. about fantasy anymore. I'm thinking about fucking Zach Butter's pain. Um, 
Let's let's talk about it later. We'll talk about options. Actually, can I get later. someone to check the the heat map there? Because if you've got steps <laughs> in the groin, no, I, I, I actually see the heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually checked this. <laughs> no, I did. No, his heat map was real weird. I'll, I'll show you. You talk about the next thing, and I'll, I'll show you what I. Thought. I've lost track of where we're up to, but yeah, Zach Ma- <laughs> Zach Butters, uh, keep an eye on his uh, on his. <laughs> <laughs> You're just butchering this. Oh, keep an eye on his availability for this weekend. Oh, okay. But, I thought you said keep uh, an eye on his groin. I was, yeah, I was letting the mind kind of oh, fill wait, in the blanks sorry. there. Uh, Adam Chera, I think, is a watch for this week as well. Someone who we sort of touched on as a uh, a bit of a unique play, but I don't think you can go there anymore. And coming up against the West Coast matchup as well, even if he's a bit touch and go there, I think they could hold him out as a bit of precaution there as well. Yeah. Um, Geelong, we, we sort of touched on the fact that Merritt had a poor game. Who tagged him? So it was a bit of a group effort uh, oh, by okay. Geelong. I think the primary guy there was O'Connor. Tagged but, by committee. Um, I think also, I think Blitzars have a bit of a, a, a role with him at stoppages. They got a versatile Atkins can kind of sort of go with him a little bit as well. So, yeah, he kind of got attention from a few different players in that game as well and obviously affected his scoring going uh, with an 80, which is his lowest score for a little while. Yeah, and we often do say he is a bit susceptible to the tag. What I was talking about with the weird Butters heat map thing, it wasn't weird, but look at his... Um, so, in quarter two, he scored 41 fantasy points, and they're all Yeah, all in this on one flank. little yeah, spot weird, there. Eh? Yeah. Anyway, that's, that won't be good for the people listening a lot. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> very, it, won't very be, good. it won't even be good for people with the video. We'll look at our phone. Yeah, very good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that good uh, etiquette? Again, another one to just monitor as well, Rory Laird. I think they're, they've... Come out and said that he's feeling all right today and things like that. So positive signs from that point of view, but they are monitoring him this week just to make sure that nothing more sinister there. A bit of a collarbone. He was sort of very ginger when they were poking and prodding around on his uh, on his collarbone there and uh, went down to the rooms again at one stage. I thought he was going to be gone for that quarter, to be honest, but he came back and scored sort of, I think, 40-plus points in the last... Last period, so they get, they get a big game against Melbourne this week as well. So is, I, I'd imagine, game. and um, they'll be wanting to prove themselves on the G because last time they played at the G, I think that that was the one that they um, ran Collingwood really close. So yep. I think they'll be keen to prove a point. Uh, James Sisley tagged by eighty four. Now, interestingly, North Melbourne versus St Kilda this week. Who do you think Hedy Ford goes to against St Kilda? Is my initial thoughts he is. Sinclair, is that where you were going? Or I was were you actually thinking, thinking Wangany Miller because he's yeah. more the guy in the defensive line, whereas Sinclair plays probably more that midfield role, which I don't think they want Eddie Ford going into the mids there. It could. I mean, if if they're in love with that role, they they might go to Miller, but they might also think like if you think about Stewart and Sicily, they're known for just being like the generals back yeah. there, whereas Miller is like kind of Second in the infancy player. of his thing. So they might just go, no, nah, we're not going to play that maybe. role this week. But yeah, you never know. But maybe enough of a flag, maybe not to jump on Isaiah Wangany Miller, but not enough to jump off. Yeah, definitely not enough to jump off. I don't even. Yeah, look, if you've got other trade in options, then maybe explore those. But I. Uh, I'm going to be really hesitant to not recommend guys because of the tag anymore. Well, Saints then come up against Hawthorne the week after, and then you've got something like the um, the McGuinness tag, and does he go? No, I'm not buying into this anymore. Oh, okay, not, all right, all right. I, I missed out on LDU because of this discussion. I'm not doing it. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, and McGuinness obviously spent time on Tyrone Thomas for a little bit. Really <laughs> random that he went to him in the first half. You got was, LDU's dropped 140 on you. I, I don't get that and at all. The best but then he, he went the to Sheasel in the third quarter and clamped into, I think, two touches in that third quarter as well. Fuck, he's good, After eh? he went big in the first half, and then I think they dropped the tags in the last quarter as well. So... Uh, yeah, still good. someone we have to monitor. Um, in my opinion, you're obviously off the tags, but <laughs> I still think it makes me nervous. So, all right, let's move on to the next one here. 
Okay. Nice. You've got to put your headband on. All right, it's on now. Nice. Um, chopping block. All right, any red dot that you're still holding. So a few people might still be having a few guys on their bench uh, or were on their bench in the last game, uh, last round, that could be still missing. Um, if you had hit with a few injuries, I think they all still need to go, obviously. All rookies, if you can get them up to a best 22 or a, a premium, you still need to do that. That goes without saying. And now, again, we'll go through the sort of non-best 22 guys that can be moved on. Top of my list here, which I think you're sounding like you're wanting my, to trade this guy, is yeah, Harry Himmelberg. So, so Harry Himmelberg is is my guy at this stage on the chopping block. That I mean, that could change depending on how much carnage we get this week. But I'm looking initially to use my DPP with Caleb Daniel to bring Daniel forward and then turn Himmelberg into... I've got the option of um, Doherty or Sicily if I can take Sheldrick down yep. to a 200k rookie. Doherty, I know he's got the West Coast matchup. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe Sicily's going to be going to be dishing up what he dished up on the weekend for yep. the rest of the year. But the other thing, I'm about to talk about it, and I said I wouldn't, but if other teams look at that and think, oh, we like that blueprint of what Eddie Ford did to Sicily, is there an option there? But Sometimes the AFL can be a bit of a copycat league, just like uh, I think you know in other leagues around the world and other sports. So mm. it, it can be something that teams can go, oh, that worked, even th- though it didn't really because they smashed them. Yeah. I think that's maybe it's what mates might save him because the team still did really well. I think I'm leaning Doc. But uh, um, undecided. All right, we'll undecided. talk about trade targets but later. Himmelberg, yeah. Himmelberg, I think, yeah, he's he's gone up a bit in cash since you traded him in. Yep. And I think it's now time to get rid of him if you can. Um, Darcy Cameron, even if he is back, I still think is someone that, you know, we were looking about trading him last week when we yeah. thought he was healthy. So I think he can go as well. Um, you know, you've got the likely, likely suspect in there and Hayde Young, who I'm probably going to stop putting on this list as of next week because... You know, if you still have him, you know, if you sit on the here for another few weeks now. If you've been listening to us all year and you still have Hayden Young. I mean, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, yeah. we only had him up until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but. so, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes we, we say the right things, sometimes we don't. So, you know, maybe not listening to us is the, is the way to go. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about this guy here, Tom Stewart. As a guy who is highly owned, extremely highly owned. This is a luxurious chopping block. Is he someone that can go? Because just in a way of getting... A unique player. I think in the top 1,000 or the top 100, he's 99% owned. Yeah. Um, so let- I don't think we're going to see... Now, again, we, we touched on this before. Last year, he had two scores where he went absolutely crazy and had 150 plus. But okay. prior to that last season, he was never the guy that had the ceiling. He was always that real consistent 80 to 110 kind of a player yeah. that... If you didn't have him, he's not really going to hurt you. Yeah. But he has the chance to be sort of tagged. He has the chance also being at Geelong, age 30 plus, rested and managed during yep. games. We've seen them do that the last few weeks as well. Is there merit to... Is there logic to <laughs> trading out a Tom Stewart uh, just by getting off someone who's super popular? Well, let me ask you a couple of questions sort of like in return to that. So if, if we're entertaining the possibility of moving Stuart, first first question is, are you moving in before guys like, let's say, Will Day, Callum Mills, um, you know, Isaac Butters this week, these guys? And the second part of that question is, who, who are you moving to? I think, yes, you're moving him before Will Day. Okay, yep. I wouldn't have said that maybe a week or two ago, but Will Day's getting it done. And we also talked about the run for Sisley. Will Day obviously has the same run and yep. has a good uh, few matchups up against Richmond this week, St. Kilda the week after, Collingwood the week after that. So all good matchups for midfielders. Um, so for me, his opponents are, are going... Yep. 
in his favour. So, um, who are the other people you said ahead of? Uh, like Mills and then Butters this week with a cloud. Like Butters, if he's if he's good to go and we get some good reporting, I think you'd hold Butters because okay. he's got the good role. And Callum Mills, surely you move Mills before you move Stewart. But the only thing about Mills is he's so cheap, it can be hard to get to him, to someone that you're yeah. happy with. Although there are some cheaper mids that are going around in terms of like Steele, Tuke, yep. LDU. So Mills, you probably could look to get rid of him, but okay. he's more unique. Um, so he's probably kind of in that in that kind of ballpark, and he is the next guy on my list here in Callum Mills. Definitely someone that these two players are players that I'm considering trading out this week. My plan was always to get in Sicily this week. Um, it was going to be from a Will Day. Then I was considering uh, a Tom Stewart, but I'm also considering just doing a Callum Mills to him and having a defender in my midfield. Um, so it's all a little bit all over the place in terms of how I split it, but. You think Mills goes before Tom Stewart in that instance? Say they're both going to Sicily? Well, Stewart's, Stewart gave us a stinky one on the weekend, but he did have three consecutive hundreds prior to that. They were low hundreds, and one of those hundreds was saved, yeah, to yep. be fair. Um, but, like, what has Mills given us over the last four weeks? It's been he dog gave shit. us a, 90, a 91, oh, sorry, 92, 71, and an 85. So, like, it's, I, I get that, that there's the price factor there. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd be... We can't if I could, be patient for so long. Well, if I could move... Let's say I could move like Mills to an LDU or I could move Stewart to a Sicily. I think I'd choose Mills to an LDU this week. I think I'd prefer that than a Stewart to a Sicily. Yeah. Um, would you Would you go a Sicily over an LDU? Oh, sorry. So you're thinking of doing that yeah. DPP? Yeah. Um, L, L, LDU's end of his season last year... Was it was big? It was big. It was, it was like elite. And so, or something like that. So I'm kind of like thinking to myself: Is this a repeat of what we saw at the end of last year? And so, yeah. How confident and the run. are we? exactly? They've got a great run. How confident are we that he continues to do what he's done in the last two weeks? He just, I don't know if I'm letting emotion get in in the way, but he just fucking burnt me earlier in the year yeah. and it's sort of shaken my trust a little bit but he's gone 122, 138 in his last two now we don't get those scores but again coming up against the Saints and West Coast in the next two matchups he strikes me as a look I, I obviously you know don't know him from a bar of soap but he strikes me as a guy that is real, really like a confidence operator yeah. as well just in his in the way he acts on the field and his demeanour like yeah he looked, feel- he looked very hungry for the ball on the weekend actually mm. he was really sort of looking for those like Cheap 45 kind of kicks. Which is chalk sort of, and cheese to what we saw at the start. Yeah. Hey? So he had 10 marks, um, nine tackles. So <laughs> That's a that's a fantasy game. That hey? is a fantasy game. So, yeah. Look, he, he did all that, I think, only on uh, 26 disposals. So 26 disposals, 10 marks, nine tackles, kicked a goal. It's like, good shit, hey? It's real good. Look, to be perfectly honest, if I, I'm shitty that I'll have to wait another week, but if Caleb Daniel actually pulls his finger out this week and plays well, then my next week's trades are probably going to be looking to get Mills to, to LDU somehow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. A couple other players who are thorns in my side. It feels like I'm just ridding out the players in my team right now, but <laughs> Jack McRae, Ben Keys in the forward line. Now, if Dunkley is back... Are we ticking off, or do we think it's a play to move on a McRae or a Keys and go straight up to a Josh Dunkley off his injury? If you don't have um, any other things that you want to fix up, you know, I keep using Himmelberg as an example because I own him, but somebody in that bracket, Himmelberger, Darcy Cameron, though, if you've got nothing else to fix up, and also depending on your rank. So, yeah. so if I'm like looking at the top 100 and I'm right in there amongst it, I'm probably not risking a guy off a soft tissue niggle the first week back, especially with a 150 break even. Yep. Um, 
But if I'm, let's say, where you are and I want to swing for the hat and I think that he could be, you know, a point of difference, he, he can put up a 140. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's like, I was going to say merit, there's merit too, but there's logic to going either way depending on where you're positioned as well. Yeah, these are sort of the moves that I'm finding this week in particular very difficult. Like, you know, could you go? And this is the hardest part of the season. I've said it so many times, but who do the Lions play? Like, uh, they play um, Geelong at the Gabba. Now, the other thing about Josh Dunkley, he's got 150 break even, mm. um, so he will get a little bit cheaper. Yeah. I would have to assume um, coming off a calf, two week calf, soft tissue. Yeah, calves it's, too. It doesn't strike me as like a yep go there. Um, so. But it's it's like a ballsy play, you would agree. It is. Hey, it's like it one is. of those. And ones. if you get someone like a McRae to him, yeah, imagine McRae pops an eighty and he comes out does a one forty yeah. and no one else owns him. Yeah, I mean that could be that could be a good differentiator. So <laughs> that's something I could definitely consider. And what about his teammate or Dunkley's teammate? That is in Lockie Neal. Is I've got him a bit further down the list, but again, yeah. kind of a similar thing to like a Tom Stewart. He is quite popular. I'm giving his him that role's grace period. friendlier, but yeah, I'm giving him a week's grace. My only concern is this week coming up against Geelong. Do they do a similar thing to him as what they did with Merritt Targeted last week? Target by committee at stoppage. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely the potential for it. Uh, Neil does like playing at the Gabba, but I, th- I think his scoring at the Gabba is pretty... Yeah. I think I think he's a very luxury move. It could yeah. be a play that if you told me that he goes and scores another 80 this week and, and you could have got him. And the other thing, he's got a good price on his head, 906000 So Yeah, it's probably could, the top of his price. You could it? make a really nice play if you just sideways him to someone like a, for example, a Darcy Parrish or something like that. Like yeah. say you did two little sideways moves with like a, a Stewart to someone, you banked a little bit of cash and then a Neil sideways. I think there's a decent play. Yeah, if you, if you could do it. like Stewart to LDU by DPP and then a... That's actually that's yeah. trades are decent, well, I, I but think they're very luxurious. Some merit to that if if you're not yeah. left with much cash um, and you're just looking for something real cheap to do. Man, I wish I was in a position to be entertaining these luxury trades. I oh, know. And the last couple of guys in here, I've got. Have I've you, got have Caleb you, Daniel? You just put this on the list to rub it in there, me? Have you? You prick. Oh, Caleb <laughs> Daniel. Is he some? Is he someone that you, you say you trade in like yourself? Is it you go straight back out the next week because obviously he's put up a dud score, or do we just sort of think that's a that's a shit game? He's still the same role. And he's put up the scores prior to that in the same role. I think I have to assume the latter. I've got, um, yeah, I've got him or Himmelberg. Like, who are you trading out based on their their previous scoring? Yeah, you're trading out Himmelberg. Um, it would. There might be other people in the boat that traded him in this week, um, but it it feels just dirty to trade him in, yeah. cop a bad score, and have to trade him out again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna Look, hold Sydney, him Sydney in Sydney's a. a Somewhat difficult matchup, especially for a player like him that relies on getting a few marks and, and some space. Sydney with oh, that narrow. I thought ground. you were going to say short. Um, <laughs> that too, you but prick. but he's got, he's got um, he's got a much better run coming up with Essendon, yeah. um, GWS, Richmond, Hawthorne, and West Coast. With three of those games being under the roof at Marvel. Um, so with his scoring, I mean, like if he bounces back, there's every chance I could hold him for the next five weeks. Like oh, the way yeah. the way he's he was scoring, a guy so that could potentially still be in, in and amongst the top scorers in either defence or the forward line. But it is just that question mark over that final spot in the forward and defence. Yeah, is, and um, and what Bevo to chooses to do with him too. Yeah, also you always have to consider the Bevo factor. I threw out the Jack Singler and Isaiah Wangani Miller. I questioned before with the threat of the tag, but I agree that you're probably not jumping at those shadows, but. I'm still nervous about bringing them in if you don't have them. Yeah, All right. Let's talk about some trade targets to bring in. Number one, in terms of defenders, you had this question for your team. I personally have Sam Doherty at number one, and okay. I would be bringing him over Sicily if you didn't have either. 
but I do have Sicily at number two. What so the West Coast matchup is just like a friendly matchup in general. Doherty's been playing more on the wing. wing. Is there any are there any flags to that in terms of this matchup or no. just in general? No, nah, zero. It's what, did you watch? Give points to everyone. <laughs> it's just green across it's the board. It's just green. Did you um, get a chance to watch the Carlton? Um, it was Port- Carlton Port Adelaide. No, no, I didn't get a chance to watch Doherty that Because scored one. poorly. I was still fuming because I didn't get my loop. So I, I was giving fantasy a miss <laughs> after it. that. <laughs> so, yeah. It's terrible how much we let it influence our... Yeah, our yeah. I, I, there was a point there where I sort of went, oh, I'm just having... I'm not having a fun time. So I turned the TV off. <laughs> <laughs> throw his toys. Yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw it all out. I'll throw it all out of the cot. So, uh, but yes, no, I, I missed that game. But I believe he was still. I'll have a look at his heat map now. But the last few weeks he was playing a bit of that wing role. He does sometimes move to defence um, if he needs to. So he's just kind of doing what he likes, I guess. James Sisley, obviously, you mentioned at number two. the The fact that he scored poorly this week, I don't think, would deter me from jumping on. Personally, the only little thing that I said is that potentially, like, do teams take that blueprint and run with it? Um, but, I mean, they play Richmond this week. We know that Richmond are just, like, they're probably the most anti-tag team in the league. Um, like, uh, I still think there's going to be a temptation for me to go to Sicily. But but his break-even, I'd imagine, would be a little bit higher now. Yeah, I think it's um, in the hundreds now. Yeah, um, so... 115. So there's the possibility to maybe do, if you want to get both of those guys to do them in consecutive weeks. Two little flags for yep. Sicily. One, I want to keep an eye on whether Blank is named for Hawthorne and if he's going to be the third tall guy or if he's going to be the second tall. Yeah, yeah. Um, Somebody tweeted about that. I thought it was a really good tweet. That yeah, they so keep an eye on that was. one as well. And also, yeah. you, we look at Richmond and we go, oh, yeah, easy matchup. But actually, in the last 10 games, again, according to DFS Australia, um, Richmond are actually not giving up as many points to defenders as we are accustomed to. So um, in terms of the designated kicker, only 52% of um, those players are reaching their average. And in terms of the general defenders, only 43% are reaching their average there. So they're actually very average matchup, even slightly below average for defenders uh, recently. So yep. um, he won't quite get that huge sugar hit until the week after against uh, St. Kilda. So just keep that in mind. Richmond are not as quiet of a friendly matchup for defenders as they were um, maybe under Dimmer. Slightly cheaper, um, you could have a look at Luke Ryan. So yes. he's he's probably going to save you sort of 60K from Sicily, sort of 40-odd K from um, Doherty. And we know he's a guy that's got a huge ceiling. So he could be the guy that you might look to trade in again if you're looking to um, look for a point of difference and really rise up the ranks. Yep. Um, you know, he can give you a 140, but he showed on the weekend he can give you a sub 100 as well. Yeah, so. for sure. I don't love his run coming up, but I've said uh, for a number of weeks now that I do, and I am a big fan of the... Um, the Luke Ryan unique play because he's had two 140s in his last four games. He's going, he's substituting 90s for 140s. So I guess he's due for a 140 this week. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at it over the course of it, it's, you're looking at average anyway, yeah. aren't you? So There's 120 right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and then the last guy here, we sort of flagged earlier, but Angus Brayshaw. I don't think you're going there. I don't think in any situation you're going there. Right? I know the role is looking more friendly, but this is the kind of thing that you look at earlier in the season, don't you? When yeah, you- I, th- I think the flag here is that Clayton Oliver is... Hopefully, fingers crossed, getting close to return. Maybe yeah. probably not this week, but maybe on the horizon after that. And does that? It's just another variable that you probably don't want to be having to deal with this time of year. And am I right in saying like this is the kind of value hunt you might go on earlier in the season? Not, yeah. not right now. Necessarily. But, I mean, in saying like, that though, like in role. last year, I think he averaged like 110 points to the when last five. There, hey? So he does have that ceiling to be in and amongst the top six defenders, but. 
I think just because I'm not certain and guaranteed he's going to be there for the rest of the year, that's why I probably wouldn't go there. But, you know, if you've got bigger balls than me, you could definitely do it. Now, no surprise here. We're looking at some uh, trade targets in the midfield and LDU is top of the list. I've got a sort of selfish question for you. If you miss this week, can you go next week? Um, he'll be above, he'll be more than 800k next week. I reckon he'll be like 830, 840. Yes, his break even is 52. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll have West Coast the week after. So, yes, you can still go there. You Why can still go, go another go week, week. week later. So, yeah, you could definitely could. Um, so, he's cheap enough that he's not going to completely get away from you. Um, so, yeah, you don't have to go this week. He is a good option this week just because of what he's been doing, what his run is coming up, yeah. and what he's done in the past in terms of last season. Prioritize, so we're, we're mixing midfielders and defenders now, but prioritize him um, versus Doherty and Sicily this week. Do you have him above them? The West Coast matchup to me is just instant sugar hit. And that, we're at that point of the season now yeah, where we, yeah. we, we do... I said before, we can't judge a trade by one week. Yeah, We're at the point now where we kind of have to because <laughs> there's not many weeks left so, for those trades to really work out. So you do want that instant sugar hit now. So um, that's why Doherty to me would still be above him. He might come in above Sicily potentially just based on the value in terms of like points per dollar yeah, um, and his run moving forward. So I like that. But yeah, I think Doherty's still just with this week, he's going to come up and, and put a big score. Jack Steele's also pretty close. I had LDU and, and Steele pretty close and I had a tough time splitting with them. Um, I've gone LDU just because he's a little bit cheaper than yeah. Steele in terms of my rankings here. But I might also say that Steele probably averages more for the rest of the season. You what, what, what do you think? Do you, who do you think averages more if like price is an issue uh, between the two? Um, it's actually, I think, a, uh, yeah, like I, I think it's tough as well. I think like the, the betting man in me kind of goes with the, the pedigree and steel. But then when I think about what LDU did to finish the season last year, when I think about the matchups that LDU's got, when I think about the fact that there's zero competition in there in terms of like his teammates, he, he is that doing? guy. Is he, is he back this week? I, I just feel like LDU could um, could easily give him a run for his money. Yeah, and I think he did all that last year with Simkin there, so yeah. it didn't, didn't matter then uh, in terms of his, him putting up those scores. To That's a tough one, but l- let's just say, like, I guess my opinion is I wish I'd traded in LDU last week, so <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. probably like gives you some insight into my yeah. mind. Uh, Jaws, oh, sorry, he only had a concussion, so he probably will be back. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a slight flag. I, I probably say Steel averages more. Uh, but it's close, and that's why I've, I've ranked LDU in front. If you're looking to get a little bit more spicy with those midfield picks, you could go with uh, some points of difference here. You go Took Miller, Darcy Parrish, and Caleb Sarong. Caleb Sarong would obviously be the ultimate point of difference at this point. I did see a couple of people I out there. A few people might have held with more of the carnage. That held, which, yeah. um, but I think he'll still be reasonably polished. There would be a few people that jumped off there. So um, of those three guys, Took, Parrish, and Sarong, you're, you're going Took? Yeah, I think I think Tuke has he's the lowest price. He's also got the highest ceiling in terms of seasons gone past. So I think he's a good buy at the stage. Um, coming up against the Giants with no Tom Green, that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, so his his runs okay moving forward. His time on ground took another little bump up, seventy six percent. So I still think that could go up again to sort of like the mid to low eighties. So he could definitely come home the back end of the season with. Um, you know, a wet sail. And I think the other one, who are we talking about? Parrish. Yeah. So Parrish is another interesting one. A tougher matchup this week against the Bulldogs who just possessed the ball. And we know that Parrish needs good 
possessions to get his score. And another tough one against Sydney, but then he plays the back-to-back of West Coast and North. So potentially you get Steele, sorry, um, Took now and wait a couple of weeks for Parish, but I do think that he is still a good guy to to trade in because we've said before, like he he doesn't go below eighty, like he's only had one score below ninety um, and only four scores below a hundred this year, so he's shown a very high floor. Um, Cast just come and said hello, just just while we're recording, <laughs> making himself comfy, very comfy down there. Well, how would you would you rank those guys in a similar way, or are you a bigger fan of Sarong? Or I think Parrish? I like Sarong because I owned him for so long and he was really good to me. So um, I think maybe I have a little bit of a bias there, but um, but like you said, I mean, Took's got that um, that ability to be super consistent and give you that big ceiling as well. And what time? Um, I think Sarong just has the hardest draw out of all of them outside yeah. of a, a round twenty two matchup with the Eagles. Um, he goes Sydney, Geelong, Brisbane. Then he goes the Eagles, but then he goes Port again, and also potentially uh, a Hawthorne tag in, in round 24. So, yeah, I think that's fair enough. For I don't, me, he's got the hardest run of those guys, but I don't really he's been feel you a can go the whole whole year. I don't really feel you can go too wrong. Now, um, let's talk about some forward trade in targets. We had a couple of question marks here. Strong, but strong sorry, just to cut you in. Strong's no, now thirty percent in the top one thousand, dropped by twenty three percent. Okay, the last week, so a little bit more potish. Yeah. Uh, Dunkley up four. We kind of discussed him a little bit before, so you kind of sort of got our thoughts there. Um, I, I think. I it's... think ultimately you can wait a week. Yeah. yeah, but he is the kind of type that if you do go early, he could reward you. He could. He could. Especially yeah. if you're getting off a guy that could burn you on the other side. And if price is sort of irrelevant to you at this point in the season and break Some even of us is, might be in that position, is yeah. irrelevant, you yeah. could just go and swing for the fences. you got Cogs here as well, so if you don't own Cogs, you could jump on him. He gave sort of semi-modest score yeah, this week. But I think, again, the, the Tom Green injury helps him in yeah. terms of there's a lot of scoring that has been had to have been shared during the the GWS four, oh, sorry midfield. I think that helps him. And yeah. then uh, the boy we talked about before in the, in the Bogs and Flogs, Sam Flanders. Is, uh, is he a legit again. option? Well, this is what I, I was going to just ask you a follow-up question. It's actually just dawned on me. I really, I'm actually terrible when I get on the AFL app. I don't know if anyone else does this as well, but I actually don't pay attention to the score in the game before I check the fantasy. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. just like straight in fantasy scores, yeah. and then I come back, and I'm like, oh, Gold Coast rolled St. Kilda. Yeah, what are so, we actually, what, why do we care about the, the result? What, but? what was the go there? You watched that game to Gold Coast lift because they they um, sacked their coach or what's they, they pretty much controlled the game from yeah. start to finish up here on the much. coast as well um so yeah it was um so do you think that the fact because that's what i wanted to check before we talked about sam flanders was like okay gold coast have played well and they've got to win and sam flanders was instrumental in it there's no chance he's not in the cbas next oh, week, I, think, is I think that's his role i think he's he's probably going to be the fourth cba attendee at the yeah. gold coast like he's taking that um Swallow role, yeah. Basically, moving forward, and the question here is: Is that enough to be close enough to a top six forward? So, say for example, a scenario where Butters doesn't get up for this weekend, yeah. Could you go him you down a to a Flanders and then get an upgrade on the other end? Say if you've got someone like a Hillenberg, you want to upgrade. Is that a play? Say you've already got a Cogs, you've already got um, a Goulden, a Taranto. You're not too keen on jumping on a, a Dunkley the first week. Like, yeah, none look, of those other guys are really screaming, pick me at this stage. Yeah, I think you could. And, and I think everything that we kind of say, and you're probably getting the vibe, um, it, it, everything for me is a bit rank dependent. Like, it's not, again, it's not something I'd be advocating for if you're, like, right in the thick of things up the top. Yeah. Um, I personally, I'm going to make my cash from Sheldrick this week because uh, I didn't get to move on him last week. Um, but if it's a different creative way that you can generate some cash to, to get somewhere someone out, 
else to where you want to go, um, then yeah, I don't I don't think it's the worst move in the world. Yeah, I actually think it's a decent play in the right circumstance. I think I think the butters thing is probably the yeah the circumstance that. that sticks out to me the most. But yeah, interesting if, if butters wonder. is doesn't get up for the game, what, do you yeah. think, or do, yeah, do you think you'd think, be ballsy enough to make it even if he is named? But I'd, you just I'd be very watching the wording of the club and things <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. and sort of yeah, see if he's moving well or if it's like a. Oh yeah, we're gonna give him every chance to get yeah. up, and then he gets up on the last. Like that would make me nervous, and I'd yeah. even want to trade. Those those uh, groin injuries can knock you about a bit. So. Yeah, yeah, you'd hate to play footy with a stiff groin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to so some questions. Uh, Did we get any by, questions? Yeah, we got a shit ton of questions. Did we? First question here I've got from our mate Tim Guest. Uh, oh no, what's Guest? Uh, is Mitch about to choke harder than Greg Norman in the last week of the? Re- I don't even know what this is. Uh, re- <laughs> what? What are you doing? Re- revel- I don't know if he's misspelt that or not, but what does that say right there? Is that, is re- that a Revaluations? Revaluations? Season? Revaluation. I don't know what that means, but season of the Content Creators <laughs> Cup. But no, mate. I Look, I had my choke week this week in oh, preparation smart. for this week coming out and popping out uh, at 2600. So you, you had your big week last week. I took it easy, just told my guys to have a week off so that <laughs> this week we get the job done. You guys um, are just pacing yourselves. I'm yeah, coming right. for you, Gessie. Not, not letting you get in that minor premiership because... Uh, I've held it for the last few weeks. I'm not giving up this easy. <laughs> but yeah, let's have a look at some actual questions here. Uh, all right, Bales asks the question that we... Well, we didn't really talk about these two compared to each other, but Tuke versus LDU. Who are you picking out of those two players? LDU, I think, at this stage has the best upside. And knowing that Bales is ranked in a position where he's going to be wanting to really like do some moving and shaking, I think... For Bales, I'd be going LDU. I'm going LDU too because of the run. I think that yep. the matchups suit him, yep. and that's my tiebreaker there. He's cheaper, yeah. Um, and the run, I think, puts me over the edge there. Um, da, 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 da. So Toby wants to know hypothetically if Grundy does not come back this season, or if he does, but purely as a forward, what do you think of Gorn will average uh, for the remainder of the season? Do you think an English or Marshall down to Gorn is a good move, factoring in the points of difference? There would be like. That would be like the most luxurious, but also kind of like risque move that you could almost make. Like I feel like yeah. your, your team would be stacked full of uber premiums, and you're just thinking, "I'm I want to swing for the fences, and I want to bank some cash to get someone else up." And I, I just, it could be it could be awesome, but it just sucks that you really don't feel like there's a. Um, it feels like it's somewhat irresponsible, almost. There. You know yeah. what I mean? Look. I'm not going to poo-poo it. I think that there is a world where that could be a stroke of genius, where you get off someone like... And I would go Rowan Marshall, not Tim English. Marshall gave us a 140 two weeks ago. He did. He, he <laughs> you did. You know what I mean? Like, and we're but, thinking about trading out a guy like that. If we just cast our minds back a, f- a year ago, Rowan Marshall was in the thick of going absolutely crazy in AFL fantasy, and I think it was the last round of the season or the second last round of the season where he dropped a really dirty... 40-point game, I think it was, where Tom Campbell just randomly... It was the last game of the season, he dropped a 47. Yeah. Uh, Tom Campbell randomly showed up yeah. and ruined his scoring. He also has a tough run of the next couple of weeks in terms of um, North Melbourne, who are actually tough on rucks, and Hawthorne, which is actually one of the toughest on rucks. So, Max Gorn has a good couple of rounds. Look, I'm personally not confident to do it myself, but if you wanted to throw a Hail Mary... There's a world it works. Agreed. What do you think this means for 
Grundy's future. Because hear me out on this as well. Yeah. Like, if you're, oh, if you're Melbourne and you've made this move this week, okay, if you don't show signs of wanting to bring back Brody Grundy, then he's as good as gone at the end. Like, yeah. surely he's... Good as gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, he's an A-grade Ruckman yeah. anywhere else in the comp. There's a scenario where we could I be think, back. I think rumours are already flying around. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's one week. Yeah. I mean, we could be back to a set and forget Gorn and Grundy next year. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do then? Gorn, yeah. Grundy, English Marshall. There's some spice at the ruck position. Yeah, well, and the other two, the, the first two you mentioned will be pretty cheap, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, we're already we're, forecasting. My goodness. Yeah, we're packing up this, this season. Yeah, and not <laughs> we're, the next we're one. done. Uh, all right, let's move on to some other questions yep. here. Um, Luke Jackson, speaking of more rucks, Luke Jackson with Sean Darcy out. Is he... Is he a potential option? How big does he go? He's a forward. Now, the difference to the other one. So you can okay. put him in your forward line. So I think I'm I'm going to one of the guys that I don't have, either Gorn Grundy or uh, sorry, Gorn um, Marshall or or English. But what if you've got Gorn and English, but you're looking to put him in your forward line? Um, Sean Darcy, that is. Sorry, um, Luke Jackson, that is. So who have you got? So you've got Gorn. How could you have Gorn and English if you had Sean Darcy? Is it? No, no, sorry. With Sean Darcy out, yeah. Luke Jackson, is he a oh, player so, sorry. as a guy who so, you could put but, in your forward line? But is this person asking because they own Sean Darcy? Or no, I think it's just to trade in just with, with Sean Darcy out. Like I'm assuming they're, they're expecting a bump in scoring. He's got Sydney this week, which we obviously just saw yeah, English decent. put up a 140 against. Um, yeah, I, I personally wouldn't do it, but I I wouldn't poo-poo anyone, and I think that... Um, they could be laughing all the way to the bank, potentially. 696, again, maybe an option if Butters isn't there. I think I'll lump him into that kind of... Yeah, um, I think that's fair. Um, Flanders kind of mould there as well. Um, boys, thoughts on Johnson to Sarong and Tom Green to LDU? That sounds like elite. Can I do that? Hey, me, that sounds like a great trade. Uh, Does that require some cash in the bank? Uh, should have to. Should I have it? to think Johnson to Sarong would cost oh, yeah. you a pretty penny. So and then Tom Green's LDU would make you a tiny bit of money. A little bit of money. Much. I love that when people get on with the questions, which is just like, a, yeah, just flex. They're <laughs> just like, flex, bro, yeah. boys, just tell me. Yeah, just tell me my trades yes. are awesome. And they are. Your trades are awesome. <laughs> and keep those comments coming. Uh, Geek Dude brought in Soldo last round. Is he a keep or trade this round? I personally, if, if he's a guy, now I think um, uh, Bales was having him as his, like his 23rd premium. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Jeez, Bowers free, must be in a luxurious spot. Freebium. I mean, he's 400K. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, then you can write it out and sort of, I guess, sort of loop him or something like that yeah. if you wanted to. If he's on your ground, then I think he is probably, in terms of the chopping block, he probably should have got a mention there. But I yeah. think he is a guy that you should trade out straight away. I'm trying um, to match you. Like, you shift that way and I'm trying so to I'm keep just, it even I'm and then you come energetic. back. I'm trying to... <laughs> um, would you agree or would you let him have another week? Uh, not if he's like a field guy. And I think Bales... I just wouldn't get cute with it. No, I don't think so. I think Bales, the intention there was all, always as like a carnage cover and then he was going to shift him. So. Yeah. Um, um, and for the matchup, just look the West Coast matchup. The matchups, yeah, only 29% of rucks get to their average against Hawthorne in the last 10 games. So yeah. they are one of the four hardest matchups for Ruckman <laughs> in the comp. So yep. yeah, I would not be pushing my luck too much with a Soldo. Da, 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 da. Should I trade Mills, Ashcroft, or Himmelberg this week? How does Ashcroft fit in with those guys in terms of Himmelberg and Mills? What did Ashcroft give us on the weekend? I think it was an 80 or something like that. I almost have more. I mean, they're playing at the Gabba. We know he likes the Gabba. They are playing Geelong, you said? Yeah. Yep. Toughish matchup. I almost, I almost think he's the guy I'm holding before I hold Himmelberg or um, maybe... Oh. Maybe not Callum Mills. Like, think about it. Himmelberg's been given a 75. Let's call it that. Yeah? Yeah. Ashcroft over 80, the last maybe. three has been given us more than that. 
I reckon he's got a, a big hundred in there in his last couple. What's he going to pick to? Um, who's this? Sorry, Ashcroft. What's Ashcroft? Ashcroft? Yeah, he had a hundred the week so before. It was against so West Coast. So he's had ninety-five, one hundred thirteen, eighty-two. So he had ninety-five in a pacing versus Richmond, one hundred thirteen in a pacing versus West Coast. His other games, he's gone. No, 82, 80, 71, 74 the weeks. The weeks. Oh, I, I still fall I'm, back on just getting your rookies off the field. Um, maybe so that's you, lazy you, of you me. You don't have Himmelberg. I don't have Himmelberg. But you're saying you would hold, you would get rid of Himmelberg before, sorry, you'd get rid of Ashcroft before you get rid of Himmelberg. I think I'd get rid of Ashcroft. He's actually worth more than Himmelberg, so you can probably get a better player in the midfield. Um, I'll, I'll rule out Mills. I think Mills is the last guy. GWS play. Who did GWS play this week? They play Gold Coast. It's not a bad, not a bad. Where is matchup. it? But? Uh Manuka Oval. Where's that? Canberra, I think. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah, Canberra. Yeah. It's the weather like in Canberra? Probably gross. Yeah, it is Canberra. Yeah, it's probably, probably fucking snowing at Manuka. <laughs> but remember last time we it was pouring rain. We thought, fuck, Himmelberg will do shit. You and you. Snow. He probably loves the snow. The berg. Well, the snow. The iceberg. The berg. The snow. Oh, it's all. It's he's all going coming together for me. Um, just a little quick weather update. Oh, what? not too much rain about. Oh, I reckon we, for, me, <laughs> for me, it's Ashcroft. Are we seriously going into weather updates for the questions? We're going in detail. We're going, <laughs> Give the people the best info. That yeah, we I mean, don't don't um, ever say that we don't try so for I'm you. I'm saying Ashcroft. Are you saying Himmelberg? Yeah, I, I think I am. I think oh. I actually am. Uh, he's playing the Gabba, loves the Gabba, and over like over his last six to eight games, he's actually the lowest score he's given you is a 70. So, Joe, do with that information what you will. Who do you trust more? Trust Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's probably going to be wrong now. So, I, I go asked, with your gut. Go with your gut. I asked Mitch all my fantasy questions. So. <laughs> so, we'll see how we go. Let's maybe... We've got a stack of questions. A few of them we did cover during the podcast. So, okay. I'll see if I can pick out a few that we haven't touched on. Here's one. What's wrong with Sam Walsh? Um... Football or like what? Why is no. he not scoring? Why is he not scoring? Uh, I saw a fantasy? stat that he's handballing too much. Did you see that? His ratio. Oh, oh, here's our cat. This is the first. <laughs> this is the first time there's a cat on the table. She, she's bold enough. I'll look. I'll let, let you say hi, um, <laughs> and uh, I'll let you. You can have off there. <laughs> first time we've been doing pretty well to go all year without yeah, a, she's, a cat she's jumping finally, on the table. Finally getting comfortable enough to, to hop on and say hi to everyone. But uh, what were we saying? Uh, of course, uh, we thought here. Me too, actually. Uh, Walsh, yeah, why yes. is he not scoring? He's handballing too much, you reckon? Well, I saw a stat that his, his ratio is very different to his previous seasons. Now, I know that's probably not enough to tick him back up to where we expected him to be, yeah. um, but it might be something He's in not there. tackling either. He, it, it, Look at his tackles. This, this, this is actually terrible. He's gone two tackles in his last three games. Prior to that, 0 3 one, two, two, zero, one, zero, zero, zero. So we, He's had no game over three tackles this year. We know he's an elite runner, so... so what I was going to say is that a guy that can run that well, it surprises me that he's not scoring well. But those tackle numbers are horrendous. So is, is it Carlton fans can probably let us know, but is, is Carlton playing a brand that is not conducive to stoppages? Is he just not the primary guy at the stoppage? Like, is, Sorry, is he playing I, I was looking at the wrong category. He actually did have a few oh. <laughs> earlier in the season, but it still it's stands to reason in okay. the, the recent form, it's pretty bad. Um, you get, so, you're getting off white. you got to get off Walsh, don't you? Yeah. Well, no, not getting off this week. Yeah, okay. versus West Coast. Okay, so you're not getting off this week. <laughs> you you wait so. a week. You give in the West Coast matchup, okay. and then you can decide whether or not you want to cut. But he actually has West Coast, Collingwood, St Kilda in his next three. So as far as midfielders, Collingwood's runs, been better for inside mids. They recently, have, hasn't yeah. It? So as far as runs go for mids, it's actually a pretty good one um, that Carlton have. So 
I'd personally be giving another week. He wasn't the chopping block because of that matchup this week. Yeah, um, so okay. I'd be holding him there. Any other questions? Uh, let's maybe do one more. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, do we wait a week on Dunks? So I mentioned that before. I think ideally we do. A lot of these ones we have already touched on, but I'll uh, finish on Hewitt's Herd's question here. Sarong and Butters or Merritt and Keys? Who do you like better out of that combo? Well, I don't think you can go into Butters this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be trading into him, even if he is named. I will say on Keys, he scored shit, but like we sort of top, right. uh, mentioned on the top there, his role was actually really good. Yeah. So I think if it's a choice between those two options, I'd rather Merritt and Keys. Yeah, had you asked me last week, I think I probably would have gone the other way, but it, just, it would feel weird to a guy that literally hasn't yeah, played half agree. a game of football and then if he gets selected, you're going, well, how Andrew underdone Cloud. is this guy? So, yeah, um, yeah I'd be I'd be steering clear yeah. of, uh, of Butters. Yeah, I'd be week. steering clear of Butters if you don't have him already. This could be a chance to jump up. But I reckon that might do it. I think a lot of those other questions we've answered during the podcast. So hopefully... If we didn't get to your question specifically, maybe uh, shoot us another tweet later on in the week and we'll see if we can get to a few later. But um, no Thursday night footy this week, so yeah, we'll have uh, plenty of time to still go through some more trade targets on Friday during the live show. Absolutely. Sounds good. Join us for a beer, guys, if you can. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, like the video, subscribe, and we'll catch you guys Friday. Laters! Laters!